All you have to do is nothing at all. Fail. And wait, what's the thing that Mary Jane, Mary Jane says in Spider-Man? Um, no Way Home? Uh, I don't remember. She's like... Um, I, I, I know the gist of if it. If you but. expect failure, you won't be disappointed. Yeah, that's why I'm such a goddamn pessimist all the time. Yeah, exactly. Or oh, you can man. expect failure and still be disappointed because you were like, man, I was hoping that whole expecting failure thing and not being disappointed would work out this time. <laughs> I was just expecting failure and disappointment at the same time. I expect nothing and I'm still let down. Oh, dude, it's the story of my life. That's the, that's the, that's the bitch of it. Bitch. All right. It, I think we got a good episode for y'all today. Dude, I think so. I think so. <laughs> I think a bunch of anxious energy. In it's the like room. I've been very isolated the last week for reasons I'll get into and I feel like, you know, you've you've kind of just been in your own like scrambled uh-huh. world and whatnot. So it's kind of this thing of like <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I, I think we're going to be having a fun-filled episode full of all kinds of stuff. Whoo. All right. Yeah, dude. I woke up straight up with anxiety yeah. like what time six i woke up at six mm. slept till uh, i kind of snoozed a little bit till six thirty. got out of bed at 6 54 and i just it was like go and <laughs> <laughs> it's insane and um just just non-stop like oh my god i got this and this and this and this and this to do i like I'm not ready. I'm like trying to scramble. So if you guys have followed along, uh, Strange Films is shooting The Gifted this uh, this weekend, uh, May nineteenth, May twentieth, here in Knoxville. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> and and uh, at the time of recording, it's Monday. So we're May fifteenth. Uh, May fifteenth. So uh, rapidly approaching. Go. Yeah. Ginger Lynn's flying in Wednesday. Dad's flying in Wednesday. Uh, White Latimer Jones flying in. Pretty much everyone except for like three people are getting in on Wednesday. So it's like just, oh shit, I have a movie to shoot this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh shit, I still have to pick up all the props and decorate the church. Oh shit, I still got like, I got to hit up all these people. And like, and then I'm also looking at the, the money. I'm like, oh my God, I got a lot of money to spend this weekend. Yeah. Like, so it is. Um, yeah, just pure anxious uh, energy going into starting the week off, trying to make sure I've got all my ducks in a row. It's and it's gonna be like that until you wrap, and then even when you wrap, it's just like, oh, I gotta edit this uh, thing. I gotta edit. But the nice thing about like, I mean, it's it's different when you're on like a big film that has like a post production team, but like. My favorite thing of always when I wrap my films, I'm like, okay, now it's just me. I don't have to rely on anyone else. I don't have to worry about anything mm-hmm. else. It's all just a matter of me sitting down and opening Premiere or DaVinci Resolve and whatever and just getting it done, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and there is like a nice kind of pace that you can do with that. But, you know, I don't, when you start... I don't know about you, but after I get wrapped, I don't want to look at touch anything for like for two a, weeks. For a like, I like, do I do find myself often eager to just take a look at what I shot and yeah. just be like, is that good? Is it good? Is well, it typ- good? typically what I do um, after we get done shooting, either that night or the next night or something, um, if I'm with my dad especially, like we, we like put the sd card in the tv or crack something. open yeah. some cold ones yeah we just watch all the footage and we... i mean that's a good idea in fact i think it's like 
I think it's a good idea to like even have someone on set to do that like after every like scene is shot. Just oh yeah, dump the sure. dump the footage, look at it, and that way it's like because the last thing you want is like I don't know to like be like, well, it took us a, forever to reserve this location, but we wrapped, we're done, and oh, like, and that essential shot looks like shit. Or oh shit, we forgot that yeah. shot. Which I've done that. I've done that times. before, and it's one of those things of like, I don't think it needs it, and I was just fine with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's our little routine ritual that we just uh, we crack open some cold ones and hit a hit a bowl or something and start watching some footage. But, um, but yeah, you know, after the afterwards when it gets down to like actually editing and stuff, it's like uh, I don't want to touch this for a little while because then I kind of start doing a, a soft edit in my head, like how I want to see it, you know, paced out, and that kind of helps me like go into it. But I yeah. have to like work myself up to that motivation to get there um but yeah man i mean shooting movies tough dude and it's like it's scary and it's, it's like uh, you don't want to just eat, like and i'm even more nervous right now because of all the heavy hitters we've got and all like the size of this thing and how much like it's just it's become a huge project you know yeah it's uh i remember seeing a thing on youtube ages ago i wish i could remember who it was but it was some guy who said yeah, making hard, ba- bad movies is about as hard as making good movies. It's like just the simple th- act of getting everyone together and shooting it, and it's just like, even if you get, like, it's a pain in the ass to get a group of actors together and get them to all cooperate on screen, period, let alone making sure they actually read your script well and perform mm-hmm. what you wrote, and that's a given if, what if what you wrote actually sucks and just no one told you? It's just, that's filmmaking is, it's just kind of like throwing a bunch of stuff at a wall and hoping it sticks, except throwing stuff at a wall takes making phone calls and sending text messages and going to the store and scheduling and all this shit. Yeah, and, and it's like also, if if things aren't ready or things aren't like as prepared or no, you know, no someone doesn't get it as much as they need to, you're like, oh, did I fuck up? Did I didn't I didn't get everything ready in time, or I didn't have this prepared, or whatever? Or like, I didn't communicate well enough, and you know, it, it's all on you. You know, when it comes down to the end of it, and that's uh, that can be intimidating. And the thing is, like, I shouldn't be as nervous as I am because I'm experienced with all this stuff. But it's like, I'm just like. I'm just really nervous right now. Well, it's like every film, reason. every film you make, you're going to be escalating the production value and the amount mm-hmm. of things you bring to it. And so you're always going to be challenging yourself, which is like you've talked about a couple of shorts you've got planned, which sound a lot more low key. And I think those will be really refreshing to make because you'll just show up and it's like, ain't no celebrities. Oh, in this. yeah. No, no sure. one flying in for this. No complex crew. No complex narrative. It's just a, a scene. Yeah. And I'm very excited about doing something like that. I think I need, I need to do that just to kind of not have all that pressure on me anymore but uh yeah it's uh it's tough man yeah i mean every every honestly every film has gotten bigger and bigger and this one right now is the is the big the biggest and it's uh just yeah so i'm just like i said i just woke up and i'm like holy fuck i gotta get a ton of shit ready uh so that's that's my whole week uh for the you know trying to plan and stuff like that which i'm gonna after we i I got some things i need to ask you about if you can help me out with for sure Um, sure. but either way it should be exciting we're excited and we're gonna have fun i know that we're gonna have a blast uh we got all kinds of great people coming in for this thing uh get to hang with the the crew you know and we'll celebrate and all that good stuff so it's gonna be a fun week but uh yeah a lot of a lot of energy there so how are you? <laughs> I've been better, but I've been worse, which is a phrase that I use a lot. I like that phrase, though. Um, 
Hey, it would be nice if nature didn't try to kill me. Certified nature boy? I thought you were, uh... <laughs> listen. <laughs> you listen. Were, you were one I'm with nature now. I'm new at this. I know... <laughs> I know to not fuck with a bear that has a cub with it. I know that if you see a black bear, you're just supposed to make a lot of noise. I know not to just eat random plants. I know how to keep my distance from snakes. I know various things, but sometimes the brain forgets things. Like sometimes you're sitting out in nature and your friend is, you know, talking to you about something that's really, you know, important to her. And you just, you just want to focus on what she's saying and you're, your hands find something to do, and that find something to do happens to be let's fiddle with this plant and then realize maybe I shouldn't touch that. And then a couple days later, everything itches. Oh my everything God. itches, and you can't stop scratching, and nothing you do helps it. And it's, uh, yeah, that was poison ivy. I touched poison ivy the Ooh, other day. Oh boy. And uh, it's like, I think it's on its way out, but the thing about poison ivy is if you do everything in your power, like next to like, you can go to the doctor and say this sucks. Give me a shot of steroids and it'll knock it out. But I think you got it, it's got to be pretty bad for you to do that. But the thing is, you can do everything except that, like all the witch hazel, antihistamines, calamine lotion, medicated scrubs, washing with cold water, ice packs, all that. If you do absolutely everything in your power, it's it only sucks a lot. <laughs> it only sucks a lot. It still sucks right now. I don't know if you've seen me over here listening to you talking about stuff and constantly doing this, because shit's still on my ear a little bit. Is that contagious? Going to get poison ivy all over my not gear at, here? Not at this point. Not at this point. <laughs> it's just irritable and itchy. Uh, a couple of days ago when it was still like actively like oily, yeah. all that shit, that's when it's bad. Now it's just drying up mm, and irritable, ugh. and it's just, oh, it's like... It's at the point now where it's like everything kind of tickles. Like my my arm just kind of tickles, and I'm just like having to be like, can't touch it. Yeah, you, you can't yeah. touch it. You just can't. And so uh, I get I did get lucky in that Tuesday was the first day where I'm like, oh, this is this is bad. This is not good because you know previous days I'm like, ah, mosquito bites, just scratch them, and mm. then that just makes it worse. Right. Uh, Tuesday was the first day I noticed it was bad, and then luckily my boss had to be out of town the next two days, so I was able to work from home and not really have to deal with a lot of the shit. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I've not, I've not been anywhere. I mean, I've been to like the grocery store to make sure I have food, but like, I've not gone out with friends. I, I skipped wings the other night. I, mm -hmm. you know, and <clears throat> all that shit. And it's just, it's just what sucks too, is this dichotomy of like, before I was like getting out in nature, I was like reading more. I was more actively doing things. I had a lot more energy. And then this week I've just been like, stay at home, do nothing. And it's just like this flip flop from mm -hmm. feeling like the best I've felt in like ages to like reverting back to like the, some of the worst I've felt yeah. in ages. And it's just like, please go away so I can get my shit together again. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's tough, man. And yeah, poison ivy. I don't I think I'm immune to poison ivy, to be honest, because I never oh, really? like, ah, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> um, I, I just, you know, I grew up um, at my house had a big creek in the backyard mm -hmm. a lot of like a lot of shrubs bushes everything fucking plant i mean it was it was huge um and my backyard always i knew he had poison ivy back there um and i've you know i've always been playing in woods and stuff as a kid and i just i think i'm i'm pretty sure i i've been brushed by poison ivy or i've been around it but i've just never experienced it now knock on fucking wood or whatever but i i don't think i've gotten it um and I'm hoping I never get it, but it sounds terrible. 
it does. It's so. it's pretty bad, and it's just like it's so aggressive. You know, it's not like something where it's just like, ooh, it kind of hurts, and then you take medicine and it goes away. It's like, no, it's there. It's there. It sticks really? around for a while. And, <clears throat> I don't know. I told my mom about it. She's like, I thought I taught you better. And I'm like, I wasn't like looking at plants and being like, that has three leaves. I should mm-hmm. touch it. It was literally, I was sitting there and like, I mean, you, you fidget. People yeah, fidget. You no, find something it. to do with your hands. And sometimes you're just forgetting that you're like, mm, I shouldn't be touching random stuff in the woods. And yeah, you just whatnot. happen to. And of all the plants in the woods, I happen to touch the one that makes yeah. me suffer for a couple of days afterwards. So you fidgeted with fuckery, dude. Basically fidgeting yeah. with fuckery. Yeah, it's That's not a, good. It's uh, it's not been fun. Well, um, glad to hear it's on its way out. Yeah, it still sucks. Yeah, so sorry to hear that. But did you at least do anything fun while you isolated at home? Uh, I did. I mean, I didn't do super much, but like, uh, yeah, fuck it, I'll get into it. Last week, I um, <laughs> he said, I, "Fuck it, I'll get into." It. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it's like I'm so used to talking about like the random shit we did like later yeah. in the podcast, so I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let's just get it out of the way now. I'll sure. find something else to talk about. Um. Yeah, I uh, last week I talked about replaying the campaign for Call of Duty Black Ops. Uh, oh, I did yeah. not finish that because I got to one of the last missions and it had like some stealth stuff in it, and it was like I got nearly all the way through it, and then I got seen, and then it sent me back to the beginning of the level, and I'm like, I don't have time for this shit, and I just quit. <laughs> I when a game doesn't respect my time like that, like when I have to redo an entire section because right. of one little mistake, it always makes me. There's always a really good chance that that'll be my breaking point and be like, this is not worth my time, and just mm. quit. So I quit that. And uh, then I then I replayed. Uh, I did it really quickly because I forgot how short it is. I replayed the campaign to the original Modern Warfare Two. Okay. Because that's it's like and it's like man, I was expecting to go in and be like, ah, it's kind of repetitive. Because I've gone back and replayed some of those Call of Duty campaigns, and you really do see how like repetitive a lot of them are. Because mm-hmm. it's like you're so shocked by like, oh, big explosion, and then you kind of don't realize that ninety percent of the gameplay is just boop 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 boop, just yeah. clicking on dudes. But then I get to this one, and it's like, I think they realized it with Modern Warfare 2 that the gameplay is pretty repetitive. So what they do to make up for it is they just make sure it's the most fucking batshit spectacle you've ever seen of just like... You know, you're like you're like two mi- you're like two missions in, and you're jumping a snowmobile over a cliff, and then the next one you're participating in a mass shooting. And then is that the one with the airport? Yeah, dude, that one's fucking gnarly. That's and that's, you know, the thing that sucks about that is realizing that's the point where they realized, guys, if we go for shock value, we'll we'll like yeah. get a lot of people talking about it. Because then in Modern Warfare Three, which I've been replaying, and it's nowhere near as good. Uh, they straight up have a scene where you're like a family vacation and you're like a dad filming his wife and little girl in London and the little girl goes up to this truck and then the truck just explodes and it's like, oh, oh, y'all are just doing this for shock value. Yikes. But but yeah, and then later in Modern Warfare 2's campaign, there's just a lot of cool shit. Like when you raid an oil rig, you go into a gulag, you, you fight off the Russians in Washington, D.C. And it's just the spectacles like over the top. Like this game came out. 14 years ago it still looks super good yeah. it's like they just the amount of money you see in this game it's like you can tell they looked at all the money they made on the previous ones and like i looked it up game had a budget of 200 million dollars god and it's just like most movies don't have that budget that's crazy i've never even i don't even know games had that kind of budget well the thing is you have to pay all these people yeah. to make all those models all those that's textures true. all those animations and sounds and the programming and you know, I got to the end and I looked it up and I'm like, they had six writers on this game. I think it was five or six writers on it. And it's just like, it's it's interesting going back to the story because it's pretty, it's pretty bare bones. It's, a lot mm-hmm. of it is just, let's just write an excuse to have cool shit to play. Yeah. Like, we want to have a giant battle in Washington, D.C. 
come up with any excuse you can to do that. And it's kind of ham-fisted. It's kind of not subtle. One of the interesting things about it was I was expecting it to be a little more in-depth revisiting it because I last played it when I was a teenager. So, you know, a lot of shit I figured would go over my head. I'm like, okay, well, I know that the villain is this Russian, like, terrorist guy. So I wonder, like, is he, like... A, an ultra-nationalist like, like Putin is, or is he going to be like kind of like someone who goes back to the old days and wants to revive like Stalinism or something? Is he What's his ideology? What are his motivations? <laughs> his ideology is he's a terrorist. It's just, he's just a terrorist. Like, every bit of writing is, is he likes to commit terrorism, and it's like for what reason? Like, it's yeah. just zero depth, just, he's a terrorist, you gotta kill him, and I'm like, whatever you say, boss, and then I just play through, like, $600 million worth of video game. Jeez. I know I just said the budget was $200 million, but, you know, <laughs> sometimes it feels like that, and it's just, you know, when you're at home, and you're by yourself, and you can't really go anywhere, and everything itches, and everything sucks, sometimes you just want, your monkey brain just wants to see big explosions, and when you play those games on, like, the lowest difficulty, it's like watching a fucking action yeah. movie. It's just like you're in the middle of an action movie. You still get killed by the grenades all the fucking time, but, mm. you know. Uh, so there was that. <clears throat> that's that's the gist of it. It was it was mostly playing through that and, like, dipping my toes in some of the other ones just to revisit. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I did other stuff other than that, but a lot of it was just keeping up with cleaning and cooking and constantly reapplying medication so I didn't suffer. So, yeah. <sighs> Oh well, that's uh, that's exciting. Yeah, and yeah, I guess not so fun <laughs> at the same time. I mean, the reason I'm talking about it with so much passion is because I've had nothing else to fucking do. But I like, get it, but like over yeah. over analyze like oh the story, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's see. Last week, what did I do last week? Suffer. Suffer mostly every day. Uh, didn't really do too much. A lot of watching Augie and just. Hanging out at the house, yeah. um, but I did work on Mother's Day yesterday, and that was that was a long day. I opened and closed that uh, that old restaurant over there, and you know I want to give a shout out to my mom because I felt bad not being able to hang out with her yesterday, and she I could tell she was sad, so I just I gave her a call. I I sent her you know a message in the morning. I gave her a little voice memo at night, and. Uh, I just want to say I love you, Mom, if you ever listen to this. And she does not. She won't ever. But that's Probably a okay. good idea that you don't. Yeah, probably a good idea. Um, but, yeah, you know, that's a, that was that was a little bit of a bummer. But um, I'm only working one day this week, though. And, and it's a whole week of spending money and not making money. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's one of those. It's one of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, I felt like I had a bunch of other fucking shit to talk about. Yeah, we're about. only 20 minutes in. Yeah, I know. Got, now, I'm, of... now I'm losing my steam here. I'm That's what to... happens when we have, like, there's, I feel like there's the weeks where we're busy and we have a lot to talk about, and then there's the weeks where we're busy, but it's just like, there's not much to say. It's just been a clusterfuck. Yeah, yeah, a lot of clusters and a lot of fucks. Yeah. Um, I, will, I do want to apologize to the listeners for uh, last oh. week's episode, man, that... That pissed me off whenever I was editing the show. I uh, I think I think I knew what happened. I think I bumped my leg into the computer, and I, I'm mm-hmm. assuming like the the podcast thing, uh, the little fucking board here un- unplugged and just went straight to the computer mic. And obviously, we know that sounds like shit. So, uh, so yeah, my bad. We are looking it for. It would be someone. nice. <laughs> it would be nice if digital audio workstations, which maybe. We use Audacity, which is like the most basic of digital audio mm-hmm. workstations, but it's good because it's free, it's open source, it's all that. Actually, I don't know if it's open source. Whatever. It's free <laughs> and it works on pretty much anything. Uh, but like, 
they all really need a safeguard where it's like, because the issue was you accidentally unplugged it and it switched the audio recording device <laughs> mid-recording. There should be a safeguard to have a little thing that says, hey, just so you know. Yeah. Or like automatically pause, automatically stop. and Yeah, like send a big alert that says, hey. Yeah. You know, like because we can see everything right now in front of us yeah but waveform looks good waveform looks good but you know if it unplugged it would still be recording and it's like this tiny little line that says uh mini studio yeah is uh if that changes that's what we got to look out for right. technically that's my job now but yeah yeah it yeah. would be nice if we could just have somebody that sat in front of us awkwardly and watches all that stuff for it's us it's like sometimes <laughs> i think about it and i think okay like this is crazy and we're so unprofessional but like our audio quality is better than like probably 90 percent of like podcast not 90 percent of all podcasts but i'd say 90 percent of like a couple of dudes are like let's make a podcast and then they go make it and oh yeah you know i mean we, we and we always start off pretty strong yeah audio yeah. quality it's and, uh, uh you know we've got a we've got a nice little system going i tell you it's like i remember taking i took a class two classes actually from a grammy award-winning audio engineer uh and in the latter class, the first class was all about, like, producing this kind of audio and doing stuff for radio. And then the second class was all about stuff for film. And it's like, for whatever reason, the first class was required, but the second class wasn't. And so as a result, you go to uh, end of semester screenings and, like, fade in, really nicely done title, really good shot, good framing, solid lighting. And then someone opens their mouth and it's like, you didn't even try. Uh, you didn't yeah. even try to get good audio. And it's like... <clears throat> Ah, it's ah, well, and that's you know, for this movie especially, I'm like, we got to make sure the audio is good. Yeah. <laughs> so you're my audio boy, I think. That's yeah, that's what yeah, you said for sure. Yeah. So, but either way, uh, well, and I think it'll be nice because, oh, excuse me, uh, the church is uh pretty quiet in there too, so that that, that should yeah. help us. But yeah, audio is a uh, is a big one. So no matter what you guys do, it doesn't take much to have decent audio. No, like. <clears throat> set of he comes to kill it's like i remember just i handed francis the zoom and the headphones and the and the boom pole i'm like just point at whoever's talking aim for like their chest and not their mouth so you don't pick up all the mm -hmm. and all that and you know just say sound speedy when you're recording and whatnot and it's like you tell someone to do that you instruct them on doing that if they're not a complete idiot you're going to have at least <laughs> decent audio yeah yeah so i don't know you know and then another thing is, like, I know we've got pretty much our crew for the shoot this week. You know, it's got pretty much me, you, Jordan, Lucas will help out, and Francis is going to help out and um, and whatnot. But it's like, I don't know, I'm like scrambling, I'm like, should I should I reach out to more people to get, you know, to, to help us well, out? Well, I think one of the hardest things so, so often is that you have people on set and you don't give them a specific job. It's yeah. just a, can you help out? And it's like... Then sometimes you realize, oh shit, there is one thing that needs like a dedicated person to yeah. it and whatnot. One thing I think about that I see, I know it happens a lot on bigger movies and even some indie films, is like a dedicated focus puller, like a guy who has uh, something that like remotely attaches to the camera and it's their job to keep it in focus. It's yeah. like that would be so nice, but I don't even know like what kind of shit you need to get for that. Yeah, I don't. I've got one of those like stabilizers, um, the shoulder mounts, and it's got a focus pull on it. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing is so fucking wonky. I'm like, I don't. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'd rather because I know my camera and how to focus with that, and I just rather do it myself. But I always my issue with the camera, and I know I'm like exposing my entire ass here. 
like as a filmmaker, it's like I swear I don't know what direction to focus in ninety percent of the time. Oh yeah, like I'll see it's blurry and I'll just twist it until it looks good, not knowing like closer, further, and it's like I'm sure I could just look it up and find out, but it's I've I have discovered like. I know how to frame a shot. I know how to shoot stuff. But sometimes when it comes to a lot of the technical stuff of the camera, I don't know anything. Oh, I'm the same way. And if you people, watch 90% of Strange Films, you'll see. It's so funny. People will be like, I really like that, your style, when you like kind of go in and out of focus. I go, yeah, a lot of that's just accident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, a lot of that's just accident. But I have to do a couple test shots before I hit say action because mm-hmm. i need to know which way my focus is going you know that way i i can do the practice and then and, and nail it on and that's the just another shoot. another job on a film set that is like if someone else could do this that'd be great yeah but it's know. like and i think they're i mean we're getting a lot of this is inside baseball talk but who i mean who cares everyone who listens to this is a filmmaker anyway mostly um <laughs> it's just like this the whole deal of like you're on a film set and it's like it's easy to just invite a bunch of people and have them do whatever but it's also like you, it's it's nice having that comfort of like this is your job you take care of this you take care of this delegating i will say pandora that was my easiest like i was just director you know yep. I had Josh taking care of the the DP and even the lighting stuff. Like we had uh, Ryan did audio, fantastic. Like you were the production assistant. You know you had the clapper. Like everyone had a job. I yeah. was just the director, and it was so nice. And you know I do want to get to that again, and I probably could have pulled some extra strings and made that a little bit more possible for this. But it's like. I don't know. I, I think I think you're right though. This weekend I have to delegate a little bit more as far as everyone has like a, a role, you know, yeah. like you're gonna do the audio, like if uh we got an extra hand to help me out with the lighting or um fucking just gear, I don't know, whatever. Just like just really, really just try to delegate everyone a certain task so I can focus on my shit as well. Um but yeah, I don't know. It's um uh, Man, indie filmmaking, it's tough. It's a bitch. It's a bitch. Is it all worth it? You know, sometimes I, I ask myself that. It uh, depends. <laughs> depends on what you're looking for in life. I know, I know. It's uh... If you're looking to make a living and have money and be happy, no. <laughs> <laughs> if it's, it's one of those things of just like, I look at how the fact that Egg Dog is still like, I think it like less than 100 views on YouTube, or maybe just over mm. 100. I look at that, mm. I look at all the shit we went through to make that, about like this fucking big team of people in a 54-hour period are fucking busted our ass to make that movie and put it out there, and all the effort I've put into it, all the times I think about how funny it is, how clever it is, <laughs> all the great ideas you came up with, and I think about like, you know, you look at like, the tangible results it's just like next to nothing and it's like you just got to be one of those people that values you know putting art out into the world more than monetary stuff to really you really do this kind of thing no it's so true and i'm being a little bit of a hypocrite here because i on my other show i always talk about you gotta have you know you gotta be passionate you gotta have you know the love for it versus i'm expecting this just in everything august says on the strange films podcast is bullshit that's right i'm a liar <laughs> you're a fraud i am i am uh, I tell be- you better you better you, you know what it's like it's like you know it's, it's almost like you're having an affair it's what it's like they can't know about my other podcast i know <laughs> i did it's so funny on the strange films podcast i'm like you know on my other show yeah <laughs> like i listen, never name it i feel like you can meet a lot of people meet a lot of people and be like which one of my podcasts do you prefer and that says a lot about the person yeah like if if they're pessimistic or optimistic true i think a lot of people actually prefer this one because we just have riff yeah we just riff and fucking get they get like 
the most raw, uncut version of us. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? Yeah. On the strange shows, when I'm like a little bit more professional, you know, trying yeah. to. But I, I want to do more episodes like where we just sit around and talk, you know, on that show. But you, you got to have you got to have people in the room with you. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not good at doing that virtually. You can't do that. You know, for I, me. I, like I, a couple of days ago, I was like, I might have to tell August we need to do this virtually because it was still pretty bad a few days oh, ago. Oh, yeah. But, now it's just like well, yeah. I didn't hear from you all week either, and I was like, yeah, I, I, I was like, oh, maybe he's maybe he's having a week or something. I didn't like, I never update my Facebook. Like, I'll post pictures there sometimes, but I never like post a status update. But I decided to post one I just saw. just because I wanted like <laughs> I, like all the guys. I wanted them to know like what's going on. It's just like uh, this sucks. What did you say? You're like highly or poison no, ivy one t- touching poison <laughs> ivy one out of five not recommend yeah yeah that was funny yeah i was like ooh, he's got poison ivy okay i uh one thing i guess since we don't have too much to talk about here i'll mention my brother has uh tasked me with uh he sent me the floor plan for his house he's having built uh and he said can you build this in unreal engine and i'm like whoa i'll give it a shot and so i i started on that and it's like Jumping back into Unreal, I've not used it in like a year, uh, and even then I barely knew how to use it before. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on barely, and it was just like, all right, I'll import the floor plan, and I just slap it onto the ground, and I have to make sure the scale is correct. And just luckily, Unreal comes with like pre-made walls and wall with door and wall with mm-hmm. window. It's not detailed; it's blank as hell. But if you just he just wants the floor plan, he just wants to be able to kind of like move around in it. So I just. I started on that, but it's just like one of those things of like this is gonna take a while, and it's yeah. so te- it's not hard, but it's just so tedious, and and you know, it would be nice. Here he is. It would be nice <laughs> if the mouse that I bought, like the nice mouse, I got it cheap. I got it for like super good, like I think like a Black Friday sale for fifteen bucks, but this retail is for like sixty dollars. It'd be nice if my mouse that costs sixty dollars, which is a lot of money, lot it's a lot of money if you you know aren't you know one of those people who has those jobs that pay you just a shit zillion dollars for doing nothing uh it's a lot of money point is be nice if that thing you know didn't have just some stupid error where like literally 33 percent of the time it'll you'll click once and it'll count it as a double click Ooh, and it's it's a widespread problem because when it started happening i'm like let me google this and it's like sure enough everyone else who has this mouse is like yeah this happened to me eventually and i had to just get a new one uh, uh and it's like some guy even developed a site where it's just a square and you click on it and it'll show up in like a graph of like if it counts as a fast double click too much and it's literally i did it and i'm like oh yeah 33 percent of the time wow. one in three clicks it does that and sometimes it's fine but like then sometimes you'll like click on a YouTube video to pause it and it'll just go full screen instead mm-hmm. of pausing. Or then you'll click on a folder once because you want to like highlight it to drag it and it'll open the folder and it's just and especially in Unreal, trying to place a wall and next thing I know it double clicks and like deselects things and I have to go back in and do stuff and it's just I yeah. and it's I'm one of those people. I don't upgrade my tech until I need to. Yeah. And I hate it when that comes premature. Like my phone is like four years old, and it was it was used when I bought it, and I'm not gonna upgrade it until it stops working because right. why waste the money? Yeah, and I just I don't I don't want to buy another mouse because everything about it's great except for that except for that it just uh, I hate having to replace shit before before I feel like it's had its time, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's uh that's not fun. Is that that glowy mouse right there? Yeah. Oh man, it's so pretty too. It is. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not, 
I was for a while. I was like, I don't need, I don't need RGB lights and all my stuff. And then eventually, I'm like, eh, you know, if yeah. it's not, if it's not that much of a price difference, I may as well. And, yeah. I mean, you know, one thing I, I can, I've never been able to get into that's big with like people who are into like PC building and stuff is mechanical keyboards. What is that? Uh, so like the keyboards you usually use, they actually kind of like just have a pretty like soft switch that just kind of activates i guess the sensor or something mm-hmm. mechanical be- keyboards have like actual switches with like metal pieces and whatnot and when you type on them they're very loud very oh. very clicky clacky mm. kind of satisfying and then like my nephew had one and or i think he still has one but i would like go to his house to play games and it's like okay this is cool and all but like i can hear constant clicking and clacking yeah. while playing games there is something satisfying about hitting it like you hit it and you feel that there's like actual mechanics going on in there but they're more expensive and they're noisier, and it's just one of those things of like, if you're into that, cool. But if you're not into that, there's just I just don't see the appeal, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. I uh, I, I don't know. I, I I've always been just a basic computer guy. You know, I get on there, do my business with mm-hmm. either surfing the internet, uh, stuff I gotta get done, emails, whatever, and editing. That's you know, I. But I've been really, really curious about. Um, <clears throat> wanted a game on a PC, but I would need a better computer to do that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what the what the. Uh, I know you've got that Mac desktop yeah. at home, and I know those are those are beefy in some ways, but like you know, like, like I'm sure you could run a lot on it. But then that's the matter of like, okay, but the de- the, de- the developers make it compatible with mm-hmm. Mac OS because like I mean, in terms of PC gaming, it's like the vast majority of people who game on PC are doing it on Windows, so they don't bother with. Yeah, compatibility, but there are quite a few games that like I I just look them up and I'm like, oh, this does this does work on a Mac. It's mm. just not something I ever think about. Yeah, well, you know, you, you, you tell me about like a lot of the games that you play, or you'll you know you can find like a modded like an emulator or mm-hmm. something like that, or a modded game, and I'm like, oh, that just sounds fun. Like I want to do something like that, you know? Yeah. So, but um, <clears throat> I did get uh, Legend Zelda. Oh. Yeah, but I haven't with played all the, I, with all the free time you have. I know I haven't yeah. played. I'm not. I probably won't even get to start it this week at all. Yeah. But I, it's it's sitting there in my house right now. And I'm super super excited to fucking just. I've been seeing so many clips from it, and it's my like, god, it looks so beautiful. Well, you know what's crazy is like I see clips from it. I'm like, this doesn't even look like a Zelda game anymore. Yeah, and it's like it's crazy. Like it kind well, of overwhelming. It's it does look kind of overwhelming because I've I found. In games where they are like, you can build anything, like Fallout 4, where they let you like build a base. I never did that. I never did Because I get either. overwhelmed with it. Yeah. I get overwhelmed with all the options. I'm like, I'd rather just go out and shoot some raiders it's, and explore. Sometimes it's too much. I really do think so, like, and, with, these, with these games. And like, if you're into that sort of thing, that's great. Because, I mean, you look at the kind of shit people make, it's like, whoa. But it's just, I feel like I don't have the patience for that sort of stuff anymore. Yeah, how do you feel about, like, the crafting? Like, you know, like, for food and crafting, stuff like that. Okay, I, I like it in Breath of the Wild. I like, I like that because the recipes are just... They're just fun. It's also mm-hmm. need to be like, I wonder what this will make. And ninety okay. percent of the time, it'll at least make something. I hate in game. I hate games where it's just there's too much crafting. I, where it's yeah. just like this. Con- Fallout Four pissed me off so much. That's what I'm saying. Because like- it was like, I'm like, I just want a laser. I just, I just want a suppressor. <laughs> I just want a sight on my gun. Why do I have to crawl around and find random objects, screws, all? 
all the stuff in the previous Fallout that no one ever picked up because it took up too much space in your inventory mm-hmm. and it was worthless. Now the game says you want to pick that up, and it's just like I can't redo my brain like that. It's yeah. just it was frustrating because it's like, oh, I'd like for my gun to be silenced because I like to play a stealthy character. Guess I'll go wander around for an hour and look for some fucking duct tape. <laughs> That's exactly how I want to. Sp- you know what I like? I like games where it has crafting, but it's one thing. It's supplies, crafting yeah. materials. It's just one thing. Resident Evil Four Remake. There are small supplies and large supplies, and they just make different types of ammo depending on what you find. That's it. There's no finding duct tape or screws. Ah, yeah, I'm not a big crafty person on games. Like, and I, I like I like games when it's when it's the thing. Like Minecraft, good, like that. Like yeah, that that's different. Or if it is just simple crafts, like you know, like you know, you have to get this, this, or this to make this, this, or this. And I that's fine. I just don't really like having to craft every fucking little thing and needing a bunch of fucking million things to do to, to do that with yeah and, but yeah like i'm excited to play this new zelda but i am a little overwhelmed already by the idea of it I'm i mean like, people are building i mean i saw one where it's basically someone built like a giant robot that has a big dick and they shot it and its dick turned into a flamethrower <laughs> oh my God, uh, people are people are uh crucifying koroks apparently what they're just like making giant execution devices and putting koroks on them and I've seen videos of people, like, driving these wagons that just have a giant crucifix with a Korok on it. It's hilarious. Like, it's some of the funniest shit I've ever huh. seen. Uh, yeah. But like, I was like, you want to, like, last night, she's like, you want to start it? And I was like, no, it's like a two or three hour intro I'm going to have to just even Dude, it's like, prepare myself I have for. a list of games that are like, people are like, you should play that. And I'm like, that is going to ruin my life. Yeah. Like, people are still like, you haven't played Elden Ring yet? And I'm like, yeah, because that game's like 800 hours long. Oh, God. That was another game I wanted to play, but uh, same thing. It's, like, it's, it's me with also like Death Stranding. It's like that game, mm. I might bounce off it because it's really weird, but it's also like I love Kojima. But like also like, what if I sit down to play and I play one level and then like the next cutscene's like 45 minutes long? And it's like, <laughs> it's probably really good. It's probably solid, but yeah. <laughs> solid Metal Gear. It's a funny joke. Solid Metal Gear. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, the, you know, I look at, like, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom and stuff, and it's like, it is kind of crazy how much Breath of the Wild changed the game. Because before, Zelda was, find the entrance to the dungeon. It's do, a pretty basic platform. Do the dungeon and adventure and yeah. find stuff. And there was, like, exploring and whatnot. But I will say, I feel like I did not like the uh, the dungeons in Breath of the Wild. I thought they were kind of, they all look the same as the issue. They all kind of feel like the same thing. Yeah. And in previous games, it was like, you go into the forest temple, it's made of trees, there's leaves everywhere, there's all these sorts of cool, like, twisty trees, and everything had a nice theme to it, and I feel like that's kind of missing in Breath of the Wild. That said, still a fucking amazing game. It's of course. Just... No, I, I agree with you, though, because, I don't know, it just kind of, it felt like it was the same um, look and aesthetic throughout the whole thing. It's very, mm-hmm. like, steampunky a little bit, you know? It's, and... um, it's like, a, it looks like a Miyazaki movie. Yeah, there yeah, it is. that kind of style. And, um... Yeah, and there's so many fucking puzzles, you know, and I'm like, uh, like, I mean, it was fun. They're all, it's a fun game. I loved it. It's beautiful. And, and I, I really, I love the the way they, they took Zelda and I'm excited. I'm excited. Let me, go ahead. Let me, let me go ahead and talk about like my thing with Breath of the Wild. I didn't play it until like two years ago because mm-hmm. I didn't have a Switch for that long. And then it consumed my life until I beat it basically. Mm-hmm. But there was a certain point where, you know, the thing about that game is like, if you, 
if you wanted to, as soon as you get off the Great Plateau, you could you could go to Hyrule Castle and fight Ganon. Oh, yeah. You're going to die, not even before you get there, because you have three hearts and no weapons, but there are there's the freaks who are good enough at the game, they do it. And that's one thing that's cool about it, is if you want to, you could just go fight the final boss as mm-hmm. soon as you want to, but the point of the game is you explore and do things. And here's the thing, is there is a lot of things to do, but eventually you realize they only have a few tricks up their sleeve. It's like when you're exploring, what are you going to find? You either find a shrine... <coughs> Or you find a Korok seed or an enemy camp. Usually that's it. It's, yeah. one of, it's one of those three things. Maybe there's something slightly more interesting. But at a certain point, I was exploring and I'm like, yeah, there's spots I haven't really looked around very thoroughly. But what am I going to find? Mm-hmm. Another shrine? Another Korok seed? Another enemy camp? I've put like 80 hours into this game. I'm going to beat it. I'm going to be done with it. And yeah. I did that. And I've I've gone back and I've like restarted a few times just because it's still fun and satisfying. But, you know, I, 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 listeners... This is a fucking great game. I love it. Oh, I yeah. adore it. It's so great, but it's just eventually I realized what its tricks were. I did the same thing. I I, I just kind of stopped exploring because I was like, I'm, I don't know. It's the same pattern, I yeah. guess. And, yeah. And I was like, and it's like, it's fun to kind of really dig in and, you know, find the little quirky things or find the cool looking pieces of the map and, mm-hmm. and, and characters and everything. Like that's, that's all great. And if you've got the time and you got the passion to do that, definitely do it. It's worth it. But... Yeah, I kind of, because I was playing during lockdown, so yeah, that was just yeah. all I did, you know, and then it was one morning at two in the morning, I'm like, I can't do this anymore, I gotta, I gotta move um, on. Well, it was like, <laughs> you know, I had my couple of weeks where I was constantly talking about Resident Evil 4 remake, and then when I got the infinite ammo rocket launcher, I'm like, well, now nothing is challenging anymore, mm-hmm. so I'll yeah. just, I'll just stop. <laughs> yeah, but I have, I'm still dying to replay Ocarina of Time, dude, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, that's, that's. I think I'm gonna buy the 64 pass or the game, you know, the pass on the Switch, so you can buy or play all those old games. And yeah. I know they've got it on there, so I think I'd want to replay that I at think some point. One of my one of my friends who I don't I haven't I haven't talked to her in like a year, but like a, like a year and a half or so ago, she just added me to her family game oh, pass really? thing. So I have access to all that. And I think oh, I, that's cool. I think I went on there and I looked and I'm like, these are all games that I already have on emulators. Nah. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, sure, I can play them on the go on the Switch. But it was like, my issue with it is like, it takes like almost nothing to like put those games on there, but they still only put up like a handful. Like I pulled up the Super Nintendo one. I'm like, I want to play Chrono Trigger. I just want to replay Chrono Trigger. They don't have Chrono Trigger. Mm. Like it literally like one of the best Super Nintendo games and it's just not on there. It's like, come on. I've never played that one. It's uh, it's great. I, I don't know if you, you any any Final Fantasy familiarity. Yeah, familiar. I, I, I haven't like really played them. I mean, though. Chrono Trigger is like it's not a Final Fantasy game, but it's. It may as well be because it's made by a lot of the same people. The art was made by the guy who created Dragon Ball. Oh, cool. And the story is, uh, hey, world's fucked. You have to go back and fix it. And you go back to all these different time periods. You go back to, like, caveman era. And you meet, you meet this this uh, this cave girl. And you fight dinosaurs with her. There's a bit where you go into the future where everything's destroyed. And you find this robot. And it's just, it's just cool as hell. It's That's a fucking fun. amazing game. That sounds fun. Yeah. I, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I, I actually I bought Final Fantasy five, I think, on the Switch for like five bucks and I got like ten minutes into it and yeah, I those got um, into it. I got all these there's I you know a good game's kinda like a good book. You know, mm-hmm. you just you just settle into it and you just kinda like I'm just gonna keep at this. I'm just gonna yeah, keep going know, with I, it. I know, I just have such limited time. Like it's yeah. even like this whole last week I tried playing Fallout and I had one night where I was able to play for like an hour. 
that's barely touching the surface. And then there's also the thing of like when you're an adult, you kind of start to you you appreciate things that aren't video games more. Like of course, when I was a kid or when I was like a teenager, it's like. I would stay inside and I would play Resident Evil or Metal Gear all day and that's like totally fine with me. That's totally normal. And now I'm like, I need to like get sunshine and get some steps in and yeah. eat some healthy food and mm-hmm. maybe maybe just do something other than play video games. It's yeah. like I can still get really enraptured in games and play them for a long period of time. But when you're an adult, it's like even when you have the free time, you always question, is this what I should be doing? Right. Yeah, I on my birthday, all I did was just I was like, I don't want to do shit today. I just <laughs> stayed home. Sure and enough, I uh, took a nap, dude. I don't even take naps. I just took a nap. Damn, it was a nice nap, dude. Treat yourself. Yeah, treating myself for sure. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, you have to enjoy the little things now. Sometimes as you're getting older, and it is. I mean, it is kind of like. I wonder if there are going to be any listeners who. I mean, we, we talked about this before. The whole interesting thing of like start from the first episode and see how our lives change and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, it's this thing of like, you know, at the beginning, all I'm doing is I'm like, my car sucks. My job, I don't have a job. I'm just like, ah, ah, and now it's like, John's like, I think I should get out in nature more. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just like, I, you change what you appreciate depending on your circumstances. And, uh, and yeah. 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 I went from working that corporate job to bitching about it for so long and quitting and, Still trying to figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> aren't we all? But you know, we're. Uh, it's been. It's, it'll be cool to see where the show takes us in another, another thirty. What thirty five episodes? I almost thought you were gonna say thirty years, and I'm like, thirty years. Damn, dude, you're going for the long haul on this, brother. We're gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> 60 years old man what are you talking about we're gonna we're gonna yes it's weird it would be nice people will wake up in the morning and they'll just open their eyes and they'll use their their like eye cybernetic implants to mm-hmm. select their favorite podcast which just it doesn't even play audio it just directly makes this stuff we say go into their brain yeah, yeah. something like that hey if you could have um think of a crazy like sci-fi like human like modification you could have what would it be hmm I don't know. I'd probably. Uh... I've got mine. If you want to think about it for a second. Sure, go ahead. So I've got actually I've got two. One just to get it out of the way because we've bitched about this before. It'd be nice if like you looked at a person and you could see like the percentage of how into you they were. Let's pause this for a second. God damn it. Uh, and we're back. Yeah. Do we need to wrap things up? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got a kid and uh, I uh, didn't put a car seat in the car and someone doesn't know how to put a car seat in the car. So, uh, unless you want to take over solo for 15 minutes, <laughs> nah, that's fine. We, we're pretty close to, all right, to go ahead time. and tell me your, uh, cybernetic, uh, well, two things, one real quick, like one, I would love to have like just a little, a little number over people's head that said how into you they were. That'd be really nice. <laughs> That'd be uh, but what I really want is I want a thing where like you feel a little off. You like, you're not feeling good and you could say, Hey, what's wrong with me? And your body just says, you need more water. You need mm. a nap. You need to eat. You need like medicine. The Sims. Yeah, they just tell you what you actually need to make yourself feel better instead of you just drinking a bunch of water and downing medicine and eating food and taking a nap and hoping one of those fixes what you have, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I uh, I would like that. That's pretty good. I, I was thinking more along the lines of like a robot arm. I mean, know? yeah, that's it's the like, stuff that's cooler, but I I was trying to like but boil, no, that, boil it down to like what's actually useful. That's more useful. Yeah. No, you're totally right on that. Um, I like that. Well, I guess we got to wrap things up. Speaking of robot arms, uh, wishlist Phantom Fury on Steam. There we go. Yeah, I apologize for the early episode, guys. Uh, shit's fucked. Shit's fucked. We told you from the beginning. Um, 
but here we are. You know, maybe we'll make up. Maybe we'll do a. It would be a nice podcast this week with uh, some celebrity guests or something. I don't know. Yeah, with all the free time we have this. Week. Uh, we might have some we'll celebration time this weekend. We'll figure it out. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening once again. Uh, Strange Film Studios. Check out uh, all the updates there. You can find us shooting the gifted and all that good stuff. Um, it would be nice podcast. Instagram and Twitter would be nice pod. All right. Later. All right. See ya. Thank you.